Well, we weren't expecting to be back this soon, but given the extent of this breaking news, it's time for a breaking special edition episode of Renegades Roundup. Hi, everybody. Zach Arnold here with Joe Scanlon. And Joe, I'm just going to start by reading the official statement from the tweet from the XFL account. They say, currently, the XFL will not be playing its regular season games. However, all players will be paid their base pay and benefits for the 2020 regular season. All XFL ticket holders will be issued refunds or credit towards future games. The XFL is committed to playing a full season in 2021 and future years. Given all of the other sports and events and things like that that have been dropping like flies here on March the 12th of 2020, it started with just some conference tournaments being canceled, and then it led to just a whole domino effect of several other things happening. And we've lost a lot of sports in the span of about 24 hours, but none has a bigger impact for this podcast and just Dallas fans in general than the loss of the remainder of the Renegade season. Yeah, and this is all very, very sudden, Zach. And it's just, it's really kind of hard to wrap your mind around because it's all just so sudden. It was just like boom, 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 boom. One league after another. And now here, less than an hour ago, the XFL, you know, officially uh, canceling the rest of their season. And it's shocking. And it's very upsetting for me because I was enjoying the XFL. I was enjoying the games every Saturday and Sunday. I enjoyed going to the games. And uh, and now we won't have that for the rest of the se- for the rest of the season. It's, it's such a surreal feeling because there, there are a lot of people that are making comparisons to the disbanded alliance because they, they had a similar uh, length of their season, but they went under due to funding. This is a very unique set of circumstances where it's not just the XFL that's having problems. As you mentioned, there's just all kinds of leagues and groups and events. I mean, just from... Just some generic searches that I went through. I mean, obviously we knew about Major League Baseball being postponed by a minimum of two weeks. Uh, The NBA postponed slash canceled their season. Uh, The NHL was in talks about doing something similar. And then, like, this bombshell dropped from the NCAA. It started with places like the SEC and the Big Ten and the American Conference all saying that they were canceling their tournaments. That happened, like, at 10 a.m. this morning. And then by noon, there's about a dozen conferences that have canceled their tournaments. By about 2 o'clock, you get news that both Duke and Kansas have, like, completely canceled all of their athletic events for the remainder of the spring, which in turn leads to the cancellation of March Madness as we know it. And then the NCAA, not two hours later from that, you know, mid-afternoon between, like, 2 and 4, I think, they just announced that everything for the spring has been canceled due to the, the coronavirus pandemic. It's officially been labeled a pandemic by the WHO, by the way. And we are seeing a huge effect in sports as a whole, but especially in the XFL. Yeah, and like you said, the NCAA saying, so we're, we're looking at no March Madness, no College World Series, which is one of my favorite events in the spring. Yep. And, uh, you know, look at how much it affects those players, those seniors, unless... Uh, the NCAA decides to give them a waiver to give them another year of eligibility. They are done. They are, their career. So most of them, their career is done. Yeah. There's a like few who will move on to play, you know, professional sports, but, but for the majority of them, they're done. And so you see how this has really affected, uh, 
affected everyone, players, fans, coaches, staff, people who work at the stadiums. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, the Mavericks uh, owner, Mark Cuban, has said that he's going to start a program for the hourly workers that work at the American Airlines Center because now they have no job. Right. And for some of them, that might be their only job. Yep. And uh, I saw and I saw so, Kevin Love do something similar for the Cleveland community. He donated like a hundred right. grand to a program that's going to try and help take care of those workers. Uh, right. I saw I saw Cuban and, say he's looking for maybe some kind of community service in exchange or something like that. But heck, if I'm if I'm a concessions vendor and Mark Cuban is willing to help pay my bills, then hell yeah, I'm going to go clean up a park. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm hoping more players and owners and maybe coaches uh, uh, take the stand of Kevin Love and Mark Cuban and start helping out those workers because, let's be real, some of those players, they can afford it. Um, they can, so, but some so of these what? XFL players cannot, which is why I'm glad that they're being paid for the full season even though they're not playing the full season. That is a right. classy move by the XFL. Yeah, they didn't have to do that, and I'm glad they did because, yeah, XFL players aren't making NFL money. For them, they were playing for the love of football, which is yeah. what the one of the taglines was for the XFL. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's interesting because according to the XFL, they're, con- they're like you said, they're committed to playing in 2021, and so we'll have to wait and see uh, how the league bounces back from this. But just to cancel it right in the middle of the season after we were going to get some good games down the stretch, you know, the Renegades were fighting for second place with L.A., and uh, the Roughnecks were running away with it. And I was looking forward to possibly seeing an upset in Houston. So was, uh, now, now we get robbed of that because of a stupid virus. I, I was looking forward to potentially making that road trip. I was looking at what kind of arrangements yeah. I would have to make in order to take time off of work and road trip right. down to Houston and watch that game. Uh, my right. buddy Armando, who went to one of the Renegades games with me, was talking about potentially going to the XFL championship game just because it's in Houston. It's a four-hour drive away from where yeah, we live. A- like, I, I wouldn't have cared if the Roughnecks were playing in their home stadium for the championship game. I would have gone if it was, you know, somehow L.A. against D.C. in Houston. You know, it would have just been fun to watch a championship game be played in a in what's essentially a brand new league. You know, this league hasn't been around since 2001, and it didn't fare so well in 01. And you're right, it is a stupid virus, but I just can't help but think that, like, the sports gods are trying to send us a sign saying, hey, maybe something other than the NFL isn't a good idea. We shot down the Alliance last year, and we had to send you a freaking virus to shut down the XFL this year. Take the damn hint. This isn't a good idea. Yeah, and I believe, the well, the one thing that screwed the AAF was the money. They yeah. didn't have the money. Vince McMahon, I feel like I, I'm pretty sure he set aside money to make sure this league had at least like one or two seasons. So they, I'm pretty sure I as was, far as the money aspect goes, it'll be fine. I was told that they had enough for three seasons. We'll wait and see yeah. if that happens. Like, I'm officially not wearing my baby blue Renegades hat anymore in case that thing turns into a collector's item. Oh, hey, I might save one of my hats then, too. Uh, just in case. Because, I mean, hey, yeah. I've got a I've got a San Antonio Commanders hat and um, T-shirt that I don't wear anymore. I've got the Commanders hat on display. I've got the shirt somewhere hidden away. But like, yeah, I saw the hat. I saw the hat. Yeah, and hey, you can sell that in twenty years and probably make some good money from it. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to sell it. Like, I, <laughs> I here's the deal. I enjoyed rooting for the Commanders when they played a year ago, and I really enjoyed rooting for the Renegades this season. And I think that is the thing that I'm most bummed about is there were people who were just getting on the bandwagon, whether it's for Houston or Dallas or whatever their local team was. 
they were just starting to get like really really good TV ratings, just starting to get really really good uh, sponsorships, and you know they were they were taking social media by storm with things like the beer snake. Like there was there was all kinds of things that were making the XFL attainable and entertaining and accessible. And now I'm curious what people are going to do, like just in general, because without the XFL, without March Madness, without Major League Baseball, without the NBA, you know, people are going to be strapped for entertainment. And I'm really curious about, you know, what's going to happen moving forward, because as as safe as the communities want us to play it. I feel like there's still a lot of people out there that are going to want to go out and do things and be social. All the extroverts are going to go out there and get sick. And us introverts, we're going to stay at home and watch Netflix and play video games or something, I guess. Yeah, and hey, this is where it pays to be an introvert because, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm not going out for a while. I mean, you know, being a reporter, I'm going to have to interact with people. So, yeah, of course, same. hand sanitizer, wash your hands, yep. good hygiene. And honestly, if you they've been, they've been saying if you keep doing that, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And 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 so, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. As for, you know, what you said about um, what we're going to do for entertainment, there's always golf. Golf is still on. Oh, screw that. They said that there's no, there's going to be no spectators, but golf is still on. And honestly, I felt, I always felt like spectating golf was kind of boring unless you had a beer. Um, so, so I mean, personally, like I'm cool with watching golf on TV, having a beer, watching Tiger down the fairway, stuff like that. And then NASCAR also is still having their races, but with no fans. I feel like so. Uh, so there's still a couple of options there for sports, but yeah, no, no MLB, no NBA, no NCAA, no NHL, no MLS, no soccer. The Premier League's probably going to cancel. They said they're going to continue, but uh, a little over an hour ago, Arsenal's head coach was tested positive for coronavirus, so oh, that's going to go. And uh, UIL basketball for Texas, you know, that's postponed. And then NFL teams are shutting down. Uh, right now and honestly the way this virus is going to work it needs to just run its course and then it'll be you know everything will be back to normal i I think everything will be back to normal by end of april tops well i'm hoping because i mean it what's interesting is it's while this podcast is dedicated to the livelihood of of the renegades and and the xfl is at, at large it's still an interesting platform to be able to say even though we're looking at the XFL. We're just we're also looking at this in in a grander perspective because, like you said, all those different leagues uh, have had some sort of uh, discrepancy that they've put in place due to the virus. Uh, we mentioned on our previous episode that there were a lot of things like Coachella that had been postponed until October. Uh, South by Southwest in Austin was straight up canceled. You said Ultra was canceled. I saw another source on Twitter that said they were uh, canceling Seattle Comic Con. There's a lot of St. Patrick's Day events around the country, including ones here in the Dallas area that are going to be canceled. I saw an official statement that uh, Disneyland and California Adventure had been uh, closed off to the public. And then there are even some school districts here in the DFW area that say that they're not bringing students back for another week. So spring break's been extended for another five days, another five to seven days. And there are a lot of universities that are going online for the next two to three weeks. And there are professors at UTA and Sam Houston State and SFA that are having to come up with contingencies to figure out how they're going to teach their classes online. Now, me, I literally just finished my enrollment process with Liberty University's online program. 
And I'm sitting here going, damn, that was a good choice. <laughs> but, but there's just so much uh, about life in general that is taking a hit from the coronavirus. And for those people that have been tested positive, for those people you know, in the NBA or uh, in MLS that may be at risk or may have already been confirmed, Tom Hanks was confirmed positive. Right. So, I mean... Obviously, that's when everyone got mad. <laughs> you really you really want to send well wishes to those people and and obviously like like you were talking about earlier, it's for the safety of the of the students like at the UIL and NCAA level, but you can't help but also feel for the seniors, man. People that have been putting in years of work who have been trying to get to this moment, they feel like they're off to a great start in college baseball or they're finishing their season great and have a a bid to March Madness and then stuff like this drops and everything that you've been working for, everything that you've been building for, everything that's been leading up to this moment gets taken away from you in the blink of an eye. And it's it's really it really puts things in perspective about what really needs to be prioritized and how those things that have been prioritized by student athletes impact them when a decision like this gets made. Right. Yeah, and, and it, it, it all comes down to just being precautious. And and I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but, you know, this disease, well, you know, people like you and me, we're just young, strong, healthy individuals. Um, this virus is especially deadly for those with weakened immune systems and elderly. And so what we're trying to do and what I think is what – this is why everything's being canceled and all these out events and stuff are being canceled because if you can't spread the virus, it's not going to get to an elderly person. It's not going to get to someone with a weakened immune system, and then they won't die. Now, granted, we still don't know a lot about this virus. Uh, it could still somehow find its way around people. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. Apparently, you can have no symptoms for a week or two, and then all of a sudden, boom, you got it, and you can tell you that you have it. Um, so, so it's just a big precautionary measure. I wish I wish we had two weeks of spring break back in college. That would have been great. Yeah, really. Uh, but uh, and online classes. Oh man, that's so easy. You can just look up the answers while you're taking your test. Gosh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, it, it, as mad as I am as a sports fan because part of me part of me says, why are we doing this? This is an overreaction. It's a virus. I get it. I just you know lay in bed, take my ibuprofen. Stay stay healthy as healthy as I can, and it'll go away. And then and and as well as if you're sick, stay home, wash your hands, and we should all be fine. But then the other part of me says, you know what? It might not be fine because there are going to be those idiots who don't wash their hands and take care of themselves. Right. There always is. And then they will give it to somebody who is elderly or has a weakened immune system, and then they die. And that's why. I am reluctant to agree with the decision, but I know it is the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the, I guess it's the selfish part of me that's been like, so into sports for so long. Like, uh, that was why I got my journalism degree, you know, was so that I could go into sports reporting, sports communication or media relations or PR, something like that. Um, and to, to see all of these different things getting canceled, it's like, you know, not only do you have to feel for the athletes that no longer are getting to play the game that they love, but think about all the reporters that now have nothing to report on. You know, there there are people that have NCAA beats at ESPN or CBS or whatever. There are people that have um, 
Renegades beats for the Dallas Morning News or what right. have you. And all of a sudden, the attention now has to go elsewhere, and you're not sure where to channel it or where to focus it because once this gets once this statement is made and once the players are released from their contracts or whatever, there's nothing left to report on. There's nothing left to cover. And that's what made today so stressful was people trying to get insider information, people trying to figure out what's going on. And probably in truth, nobody had it a hundred percent accurately, but there was always oh. this, this looming cloud that there, that there was going to be an announcement like this. And then it happens. And now we're all just kind of dealing with the repercussions from it. Yeah, the journalism today that I saw was pretty piss poor, if I'm being honest. Today. Yes. Um, yes. Very piss poor. Uh, people, some certain people, I'm not going to name names, but certain XFL reporters Man, and people like who to. report on the XFL for certain news organizations decided they just want to tweet the the XFL has suspended play due to the coronavirus, and that's it. That's literally all they tweeted. And so when I asked them, "Hey, where's your what's your source?" they go. They, they decided to take a pot shot at me by tweeting another tweet, not even adding me, but source. I don't need a source. I work for this organization, and I've been covering this, this, and this. I don't need a source. And I, I'm sorry, Zach. Don't you remember journalism class and them saying, oh, cite your sources? Uh, yeah. Even, that if was... you're, even if you're a reporter, you cite your freaking source, man. It's not that hard, it's not that hard to say per source the XFL is suspending play. Yeah. Because you had to have heard it from somewhere. And when I confronted them, uh, they said, oh, well, I saw, like, the players and stuff tweeting it and other reporters tweeting it and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't mean it's a source. That's just people tweeting. Yep. Like, until you get a confirmed source that literally, like, I always, when I'm doing sources, I'm a reporter. Damn it, I know what I'm talking about. Yep. And I, I always confirm, is this what is happening? Yes, it is. You're sure this is what's happening? Yes, it is. Okay. Per this person, this is what's happening. Right. So the journalism was absolutely awful today, and I am very upset because that person has a sports job, and I don't right now, and I could definitely do their job better than them, and I'm going to try to get off that rant. I told you before we came on I was pissed, and I'm going to try to get off this before yeah. I just take over the podcast. Dude, I'm, I'm still pissed. Like I, I'm with you that it, this, is, this is the type of journalism that sullies the name of journalism, honestly. Yeah, Be- because when when fake you fake news, fake media, man. When you when you try and put yourself out there as a credible source of information, you are you are being held responsible by your readership, by your listenership. And you have a journalistic responsibility to let them know where you're getting this information from. Your job is, yeah, it's not like they it's not like they just pulled it out of thin air. They had to have gotten it from somewhere. Right. And and that's the problem is when you say something like per sources, sources could be the commissioner of the XFL, which is what uh, Rappaport did. which is what Rappaport did, or you could just say per sources and that could mean you found it on another tweet or you found it on a freaking Tumblr post from a 12-year-old in China for crying out loud. Yeah. Like now, I, we, I will say I do I do agree, I do understand some sources want to be unnamed. But if and during preliminary, uh, you know, when things are starting to get going, like we saw earlier today, like that's okay. But as soon as the news breaks, you need to name your source. Well, even then, I would rather you at least give us a ballpark of where it is. This whole or someone from the in- so so like per someone from per someone inside the XFL. Yeah, at, like that's at, perfectly fine. Or 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 at least somebody from the XFL league office or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
like, oh, what, like our good, good friend of the podcast, Jay, he had it. He had, uh, you know, something like that. And so, yeah. And, that, and that's completely okay. Yeah. I would, I would at least, I would at least forgive the effort of saying, this is where my source comes from. Because if you're just going to say per sources, to me, that is just, that's, that's bull crap. And, yep. I would, and I would say something else, but then we'd have to put the explicit tag on this episode, and I'm not going to do <laughs> that. It's bull crap, though. It is horse crap to say per sources. If you say that in any other part of any other industry, like if you're, if you're covering business, if you're covering politics, if you're covering medicine, if you're covering you know, the, the war, whatever war may be going on, or some, some strife, some conflict, some scandal, whatever... If all you say is per sources, I can guarantee you that there is going to be somebody else out there that is going to try and hold you accountable to it and say, who is your source? If you try to say that to your, to your editor, or if you try to say that to uh, your, your publishing manager, your director, your producer, whoever it is, if you're working in the industry and you just try and say, oh, I have a source... They're going to be like, uh, no, we need you to verify this source. We need you to vet this source. We need to vet this source. You can't just say, I have a source. That's not how the news works. That's not how journalism works. And it pisses me off as a journalism major, as somebody who has worked in the industry, that when you just try and say per sources... It means that you value the source's job more than you value your own. And that is not holding true to journalistic integrity. Your job is to be responsible to the people that read your content and to be accountable to those people because it could be players, it could be parents, it could be relatives, it could be other reporters, it could be uh, people who have invested in it, you know, corporate investors or season ticket holders. Or it could be just a a casual observer that is questioning your credibility. Everything hangs on that source. And if that source has bad intel, then there goes your journalistic credibility. And it's just crazy to, to say per sources as a way of either covering your ass or covering their ass. That's not how it works. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm, it, it's I'm completely fine. No, you you make a lot of sense. Uh, I think we've kind of beaten we, that to death. I, I'm, like, I'm we, done. I'm done. We with needed that. to. We needed to because people need to be held accountable. And and there were certain XFL reporters that were not very good as far as accountability and citing their sources, which I, oh it man. Just, uh, it's, anyways, it's what, so so Zach, now with the XFL ending, I'm sure our listeners are wondering what's going to happen to us. Well, I, that, that's a very good question because we had been talking a couple of weeks ago about what we're going to do at the end of the season. We just weren't expecting the season to end this abruptly. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> but, but, I mean, we, we have done player profiles the last five episodes on people like Landry Jones, Austin McGinnis, Donald Parham, um, you know, players that we expect to make an impact in this league, and they did, and players that we expect could make an impact in the NFL. I think right. I think the next logical step is to try and keep up with some of those players and see if any of them actually do land invitations to uh, training camps and stuff like that for pro players. I think that's going to be an area of interest. I think it's going to be interesting to try and keep up with what the process looks like as far as getting refunds for season ticket holders because I myself am a season ticket holder and I'm curious about 
how I'm going to get my money back. You know, so I think there's still some Renegades related content to follow up on. And I, I think that there's still going to be some off season news to look at and things like that. But I don't think it's going to be as frequently uh, necessary as it has been doing weekly episodes with upcoming games. You know what I mean? Right. No, I was thinking, I'm thinking we do an episode every two weeks, maybe uh, twice a month. I, I, I was thinking potentially once a month. Like, it depends on we'll how. To see, we'll just have to see how much news is going on. It depends stuff. on how much um, is out there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it depends on how much is out there because, like, by the time we get to August or September or something like that, like, there's probably going to be nothing worth talking about. Like, obviously, the, the, the repercussions, the immediate repercussions are going to be worth covering for the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. And then potentially seeing if anybody um, makes it to, to training camp for a pro team is in the preseason for, for a team. And then we take a look at what their numbers are outside of the XFL. You know, there's still potential for discussions out there. There's still potential to, to do some stuff similar to what we've done. I doubt we'll do an actual six in the chamber for future episodes. It may just be right. Renegades-related discussions. But I do think that the potential is still out there. And I, I would mention, since we just released episode five, maybe take a listen to our fifth episode as we get geared up for the game against DC that is now not going to happen. But, you know, take a listen to the to the in-depth discussions that we have and listen to previous episodes as we talk about our team. Because whether we finish 2-3 and three or 5-0 and oh like the Roughnecks did, I think it's safe to say, dude, that this was our team. You know what I mean? Yes, it was. This was our team. And I think we were going to make the playoffs. And I think we were going to make a nice little run. Um, but alas, it was not meant to be thanks to a uh, good old coronavirus, COVID-19. Well, and I, I'm going to put out one more PSA to anybody that's out there listening. You cannot catch coronavirus from Corona beer. So yeah, please, no. please go support Corona and get a six pack, even if it's just to be ironic on social media, but consider getting some Corona while you're also getting your canned goods and your hand sanitizer and stuff like that. Consider and Consider toilet a toilet paper of, too, Zach. Don't forget the toilet paper. Dude, I I went to my <laughs> local Kroger's today. They were out of Germex and they were out of toilet paper. I'm, what is the fascination with toilet paper? I don't get it. I mean, it's the one thing that you're always going to need, even if the apocalypse happens. <laughs> like that, that's true. That's the problem. Everybody that poops, man. Everybody poops. And so you know, I, that's why I've always considered like like investing in toilet paper because that's one industry that's never going to die as the, as the population yeah. increases, people are going to keep buying more toilet paper because everybody poops. That's just a thing. Couldn't um, have said any better myself, Zach. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a really weird topic to be talking about, but let's, let's recap some of the other stuff that, that we were talking about previously. Uh, Major league baseball postponed for two weeks at least. Uh, the NBA is postponed indefinitely. The NCAA has canceled all spring events, including March Madness and the College World Series. NHL is suspended indefinitely. Major League Soccer is suspended indefinitely. Europa, La Liga, and Serie A across the pond have all been postponed indefinitely. The UIL State Basketball Tournaments for Boys and Girls Hoops has been postponed. They said they would like to finish this tournament and, and crown a champion at some point, but it has yet to be announced when that's going to happen. We've also got some movies that have been pushed back. Fast and Furious 9 has been postponed. Yep. The James Bond film No Time to Die has been postponed. John Krasinski took to social media to say that A Quiet Place 2 has been pushed back. Uh, nobody really cares, but I heard that the Peter Rabbit sequel has been pushed back into the summer, but I really don't expect that to really do anything. Hey, man, I cared. I love Peter Rabbit. 
here's here's the big thing that's likely still to come. Um, big fan expo type events like Star Wars Celebration and San Diego Comic Con are likely to get the axe as well. Because even if you try to hold the event, you're not going to be able to get any star headliners because of what happened to Tom Hanks. Right. So, and, and uh, well, just think about it. That's just a bunch of people in one little locate locate localized. Oh, pff, I can't speak. Uh, a lot of people in one localized area, yep. and that's that's exactly what a sporting event is. So it only makes sense to cancel events like that. And so, and speaking of sporting events, the Olympic Games most yep. likely is going to get the axe, yep. either axe or postponed. I don't think it'll get postponed because it's it's like a it's a theme. It's the summer games, and so. I feel like it's going to get straight up canceled because especially given the situation in Italy and the fact that oh, yeah. China is still getting over it, if you have that many countries around the world all in one place competing against one another, that is just the perfect way to spread that virus. Like, it, there's no better way to give it from one country to another than to do it in the Olympic Games. So I fully expect the Olympics to be just straight up canceled, to be like, nope, we'll see you in two years, folks. Goodbye. Man, the the year that baseball was going to make its triumphant return to the Olympics, and now it's probably going to get canceled. Man, 2020 has just been a hell of a year, and it's only March. Cancel 2020. I've seen that petition on change.org. Just cancel 2020. Let's hit the reset button. But, um, yeah, just remember to use hand sanitizer, folks, and remember to minimize handshaking as best as possible. Avoid crowded areas if uh, if at all possible. And, and that's kind of what the XFL is doing here. That's what these other leagues are doing here is they're trying to keep everybody safe. And while I'm bummed that it's, you know, ended such a promising season so early, um, I am hopeful for what's going to happen in 2021. And if the XFL should return as we expect it to, then maybe I'll try and catch a game again. I doubt that I'll be a season ticket holder. Just putting that out there. Right. But maybe maybe you and I can go catch another game come 2021, Joe, because I can promise you folks that you have not heard the last of Renegades Roundup. No, you have not. And, yeah, I'm definitely down for a game. My, my family was supposed to go to the L.A. game, so we're all a little bummed about that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'd be definitely be going to a game next year, a game or two. Um. So I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the future of this league. I think we come back, and I think it's, I think it's even better. The TV ratings were fine. They were outperforming basketball and soccer and other sports that are on around this time of the year. So, you know, I think the XFL will be okay. It just needs to come back and then just needs to take all the momentum it built up this year. Yes, it's gone now. But if they can just jump right back into it, I think this league will be fine. Well, and I think this podcast will be fine, too, because in just five and a half episodes, I'm not counting this as a full episode, just a special but in five and a half episodes, we had over 200 combined listens on our platform, um, including the one that was released just yesterday. So I know that we're going to have more listens to that as well. But we also had 250 views on our first live episode when we did episode two. We had over 200 uh, viewers during our live episode for episode five. And, you know, the fact that we were able to distribute to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Podbean, Radio Public, Anchor, and Facebook Live, it shows the the outreach and that we are, without a doubt, the widest distributing Dallas Renegades-themed podcast in existence. Easily. And that is something to hang our hats on, that if you take a look at the, the live 
viewers on Facebook and take a look at the live listenership or the, the listenership, not the live listenership, but the listenership that we had uh, combined, it's almost 700 combined listens to this podcast. And that is, that is that is fantastic numbers for anybody, especially a startup podcast like ours, especially one that was very spontaneous and spur of the moment, like what we did with the generation of it. I am proud of the locking and loading and the six in the chamber that we put in every episode thus like, far. That's great. And I'm looking forward to the off season. Uh, I'm bummed that it's happening this soon, but I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do come the 2021 football season. Me too, Zach. And once again, just thank you to all the fans for listening in. We really appreciate it. And uh, if it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't have those numbers. We wouldn't be one of the widest Renegades, uh, one of the widest spread Renegades podcasts, if not the most widest spread Renegades podcast in in the game right now. So thanks again to all y'all. And uh, we are still here and we will be back for next season. Yep, and in the meantime, go find us on social media. You can find us at Renegades underscore pod on Twitter and Facebook.com slash XFL Roundup. And then you can go find our personal social medias as well. I am Zach the Voice, Z-A-C-H the Voice. Joe, you just recently changed it from Joe Scanlon underscore K-10 to Joe Scanlon TV, all one word. Am I correct? Right. All right, so those are the places where you can keep up with us when we're not on the air. But uh, in the meantime, find us on all those different podcasting platforms. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. And we will find you when the 2020 offseason comes around and when the 2021 season is getting ready to get underway. But in the meantime, everybody, for the last time, Joe, I think we need to say it together this time, as cliche as it is. But since we're signing off for the 2020 year, everyone, raise raise some some hell. hell. Yeah!